Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Hey community, how we doing today? All right, we have Laura Varney joining us today. She's on a mission to create a more empathic... That's not how we speak English. She's on a mission to create a more empathetic approach to wellness, especially for those entering motherhood. So she's a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and registered yoga teacher in LA. And she's also the founder of Baby Body, which is a 35-week prenatal exercise designed to keep women strong throughout all stages of pregnancy, during labor, and while being pregnant. She's also very passionate about seeking an unrestricted life. And now she's living her dream life, empowering, supporting, inspiring women all around her. But today she's with us. One of the reasons I got so excited to connect with you is that one of your goals is to create a more empathetic approach to wellness, especially for those entering motherhood. And I think that's the first time I've ever read that as like a mission or a goal for a trainer, because we all have goals. You know, we want to like reach that next milestone, feel good, go out there, make an impact. But creating a more empathetic approach to wellness is something that I haven't really explored. And it was one of those things that once I read it, I was like, oh, wow, this is really powerful. Why is that so important to you? Well, listen, I didn't start that way, right? I started in a very different space as far as the fitness industry goes. I started more in the competition space in doing bikini competitions, which is not empathetic at all or forgiving at all. It's very, very intense and rigid and structured. And, um, you know, once I started training one-on-one training other women who are pregnant or who had children or who were postpartum, um, it really changed my mindset a lot. And that was before I ever became pregnant. So it was just seeing these women go through incredible changes in their body and their, you know, minds and their emotions and really trying to understand what that meant and which as a woman I think it's a little bit I don't want to say it's it is a little bit easier because you just understand um where another woman is coming from but then once I became pregnant and like really went through it myself it created this entirely new shift right and I was able to understand why um maybe my clients behaved a certain way that they did and that I couldn't understand before that I couldn't necessarily relate to before, because when you experience something in your own body, 
it's so different than just reading about it in a textbook and studying about it and becoming certified in pre-postnatal training. You know, it's so different than once you've really, really experienced it on your own. And that's not to say that people can't be pre-postnatal trainers if they haven't had babies. Of course they can. But I do think that it adds a lot of, like you said, empathy and um, just a different understanding, you know? Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Like, you can read and study up on a wide variety of topics in this lifetime. But until you experience it firsthand, sometimes you don't have the full picture because you're missing that lived experience component, but now you have done it. Um, But I'm so curious. I mean, obviously health and wellness has been a part of your life for a long time. If you were doing competitions, what led you to wanting to do those competitions? Those are such extreme. That's like a very intense, extreme side of the, of the health space. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it was a different time. I mean, that was like 11, 12 years ago, you know, and I was just really becoming interested. And no, that's not true. I had been interested in the health and wellness space for a long time, but that was not my career. I was doing something totally different and then realized that I wanted to make it my career. And I somehow ended up at a fitness competition with friends and I was like, wow, I want to try this out. I want to see if I can do this. More is just a challenge to myself um, because maybe I was a little bit stagnant in my fitness at the time. And excuse me, I did. I tried it out and I did it and I I succeeded. Um, But at the same time, that's when I was starting, beginning my career um, in the training space. So I was just gaining clients and doing that whole thing. And I realized this isn't the way that I would preach to my clients to behave. Mm -hmm. I would not preach to my clients to wake up and do an hour of cardio, go to work all day, come back to the gym, do an hour and a half of strength training, go home, measure out their food, every single portion, every gram of everything, every ounce, you know, that's not the way that I want my clients to behave because I know it's not realistic and it's just for 99% of people. It's also not healthy mm. um, because wellness isn't just about fitness and nutrition, you know, wellness is about having a social life and enjoying life and having less stress and sleep and things like this. And it just didn't, it didn't align with the way that I was telling my clients to live. So how could I do that? And so I realized it wasn't, although it was a great challenge and I, I was glad that I did it. I think it was a good teaching moment for myself um, to kind of shift my perspective perspective a little bit and become a little less rigid in my own life. I mean, I'm very impressed that you were able to do it because I have friends who have done competitions like that. And it's truly, you are committed. It comes with a lot of sacrifice. um, And it terrifies me as someone who looks at health and wellness in a very holistic way. But I think it's so impressive that you were able to do it, commit to it, show up for yourself, do the competition. And then you, you know, decided to go in a different direction. And now you're helping like moms and mom to bees in their journey. You could have worked with 
any group of people, but you decided to work in the pre and postnatal kind of sector, even before you were a mom. What is it about, you know, these women, this group of individuals that drew you in and why do they need a little extra affection and attention while they're going through such a, a life changing transitional period? Oh my God, that's just it. Like you just need extra affection and attention (laughs) and it's hard to explain until you're doing it. But you know what? I kind of um, just ended up in that space to begin with. My, I had, I was doing all one-on-one training to begin with. So I had clients from all walks of life. I had moms, I had working moms, I had stay-at-home moms, I had, um, men in the corporate space. I had every different type of client. And then I just, I started to realize once I got closer to the age of becoming pregnant, I didn't know it was going to, that I was doing that right away, but I started to really enjoy my prenatal and postnatal clients. Um, and then it just kind of happened. Honestly, it just kind of happened. And, you know, I was, Throughout my career as a as a trainer, I was, you know, in Los Angeles, it's a different space for fitness. Like it's not just I think depending on where you are, it might be a really um incredible career space or it might be not so great. In LA, as everyone knows, it's like what's happening? everybody's trying to be fit. Everybody's, most people are super active here. So I was surrounded by really incredible trainers um, that I learned so much from. And these people are doing, have all different types of specialties. You know, Um, there were the yogis who were super into yoga. There were the runners who would just concentrate on on training people specifically to run correctly and to run fast. Um, there were the weightlifters, there were the really sciencey guys. And I just never really felt like I fit in. Like I couldn't find my niche. I took yoga teacher training. I am a yoga teacher, but that wasn't like my vibe necessarily. Um, I, obviously know the science background, but I'm not like, I don't want to sit here and talk about like the science of fitness and nutrition all day. Um, And then once I started focusing on pre postnatal, and then I became pregnant, I was like, wow, this is the niche. This is what I love. I feel at home here. I feel like myself finally, you know, I think that's such a beautiful story because you can go into a career path or like a new passion and you've got an idea of what you're going to be in love. Like you did your yoga training amongst so many other certifications and you go into an open-minded and you're like, Oh, maybe this will be my thing. And then, you know, you're lucky enough to have the self-awareness to be like, okay, I know this, I know the knowledge, but I don't actually think it's my thing. And it's so cool that you kept that curiosity alive and kept exploring different avenues until you hit something that really, really kind of like set your soul on fire and got you excited to go to work. And I think that's such a good reminder for all of us. Like just because you're in a situation and you're good at it, but you're missing like the passion element, it doesn't necessarily have to be like the dead end. That doesn't have to be the end of the story. You can continue to keep 
keep exploring until maybe you get lucky like Laura and you figure out what your <laughs> is. Um, I can only imagine how special it is to be with someone on their journey while they're carrying and after the fact. I mean, how important is it for women who are experiencing that transitional period to prioritize their health, to prioritize their strength, mm. and to also prioritize themselves while they're going through all these changes? Yeah, it's super, super important. So one of the most common questions I get from first time pregnant moms is like, is it safe for me to do this? You know, and which I always say is such a valid question, you know, because if I didn't have um, the knowledge that I have based on what I do, I might have the same question. For most moms, it is 100% safe to exercise pregnant as long as you've been you know active before pregnancy um and obviously cleared by your doctor but it's it's super important you know it's like movement's always better than no movement right we know that by now like moving your body is such um just a vital part of our life in general like sure just as Things have become modernized. We've changed the way we live. But there's a reason people go to the gym in the morning. Like there's a reason why you feel better after you have gotten in a good sweat or a good stretch or a nice walk outside. You know, it's there's science behind it. It's good for us. It's good for our babies. Um, And just as a pregnant mom, like preparing for labor, You know, it's so people don't think about that. But like labor is a marathon. I mean, it is no joke. And so just preparing your body for that um, is, is so important. And there are obviously very specific things that you can do to prepare your body for um the endurance part of labor because oftentimes it takes a lot longer than you might think and it's very exhausting and also for recovery you know that's a huge huge pain point for so many women is like a am i going to be able to function a couple weeks after birth and be like, am I going to feel the same? Am I going to be strong? Am I going to look the same? And it does take time to recover. But if you prepare your body pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, for that postpartum phase of life, it's so much easier for your body to recover and maintain and regain that strength afterwards. How can we prepare our bodies for something like that? Like that to me is like the ultimate workout of your life. Yeah. To a child. Like you said, it is a long process. It involves a lot of muscle contraction. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't go always according to plan. And, and you might have, you know, diastasis recti after. But like, what are some things for people who are listening to this who are maybe entering the phase in their life where they're considering getting pregnant or maybe they're pregnant right now? What do you recommend are some essentials to preparing for the one and only labor? <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, just just staying active in general. So pre-pregnancy, just maintaining active and finding something that you really love and that you can be consistent with is number one. That's super important. Um, And then once you get closer to that phase and once you become pregnant, really focusing on core and pelvic floor strength and flexibility is very important. So a lot of, yeah, I see your face. (laughs) I know. A lot of times we only think about pelvic floor strength right but if you think about it when you give birth your pelvic floor has got to stretch 
And if we haven't prepared for that, then it isn't necessarily going to be um, as elastic as we want it to be. So we want it to be able to stretch and contract just like any other muscle. You wouldn't just um, do squats and deadlifts, right? And never stretch your hamstrings. Well, a lot of people do. My husband <laughs> does, but you shouldn't. Um, the you PSA also, of the day, stretch I your hamstrings. Stretch. Recovery, it's so important. Um, but yeah, so, so really focusing on those core and pelvic floor um, engagement and, and flexibility movements are super important. And how do we do that? There are a lot of ways to do that, even though we don't necessarily do um, like ab exercises during pregnancy. Like you don't really hear that so much. Like um, it's more about very intentional, deep core engagement that you're going to do that also engages the pelvic floor. So the way that we do that in um, the baby body is starting out with the belly breath, which is like an inhale, expand through the belly, expand through the rib cage, think about relaxing the pelvic floor. And then as you exhale, zip everything up. So you're zipping those deep, deep transverse abdominal core muscles in and up and engaging and lifting the pelvic floor, right? Which is a lot to think about at once, but um, you can do this in several- you're doing it. And I'm literally using all your visualization cues of like zipping everything up. And I like what you said about zipping up because sometimes when we- when we exhale, we just think about contracting like belly button to spine, but your cue of uh, picturing it lifting up, you can really feel that there's like something a little different going on in your core and in your pelvic floor. It's time for Chloe's Clarence pick of the week. Ooh, ooh. I'll be honest, I know I'm supposed to wear sunscreen every day, but TBH I often forget. So I like when a face cream also has SPF in it. And that's why today I'm excited to talk about Clarins Super Restorative Day SPF 20, which means when I put it on, at least I've got SPF 20 on me. This cream visibly lifts and smooths, minimizes the appearance of age spots and deep wrinkles, nourishes and hydrates, and of course, shields UVA, UVB rays, thanks to the SPF 20 sunscreen. This is the cream that has impacts such a serious punch and it's got all the reasons and all the ingredients in it that we can feel good about putting on our skin. So once again, Clarins and their super restorative day SPF 20 for all the lazy gals like me that don't want to put on sunscreen after the fact. All right, let's get back to the chat. Yes, it's God. Wow, you you exercise clearly. You have like, I hear you have the knowledge like belly buttons is fine. You know what you're talking about. But yes, that's what it is, right? Is is thinking of your deep core muscles almost as a corset that wraps around and then lifts up. And with that, we don't, like you said, we don't just want to like suck in and bring our belly button straight back. We want to bring it around and up. And then we also engage that, recruit that pelvic floor, the pelvic floor muscles. So um really really working on these intentional movements when it comes to the core and pelvic floor will i mean it's such a game changer when it comes to like you said diastasis recti um pelvic floor issues it's such a game changer and 
hard because based on whatever you were, you know, previously doing pre-pregnancy, I know personally for myself, I was really into like high intensity training. Um, that's like my thing. I love it. And then I started really focusing on these, these deep core muscles and like mind body connection and breath work throughout pregnancy. And it made a huge difference, but it was, it was kind of difficult for me to make that shift of like, wait, this is a workout. <laughs> you, This is really um, important and vital to your body right now. And then, but then postpartum after I had my, my first baby, I realized like, oh, wow, that was, that was really helpful and really a game changer because I didn't have much ab separation. I didn't have, and that's not to say, listen, everybody is different, right? Mm -hmm. But it's definitely, definitely helpful in one way that we prevent that intense separation. I mean, as someone who has never, has not carried a child yet at this point, but I have friends who have experienced that ab separation, diastasis recti, correct me if I'm wrong. It is mm -hmm. such a weird thing to think about that that happens. Like your core and, and like, maybe you can explain to us what it is and, and yeah. like, I feel like we all need to know this. And maybe I'm the only one who doesn't really understand this. But one of my friends told me, they're like, oh, yeah. And she was a super fit girl, very focused on health and wellness. But it was just something that she had to deal with postpartum. And it freaked me out. I was like, okay, so not only did you carry like an actual human being inside your body, now your abs are separated. Cool. Awesome. Can't yeah. Sounds really it, Like, sign me up. It is. It's so wild. It really is. And like, the thing is, is that's a great point that you just made that she was a super fit person and really into health and wellness because it happens to all different types of people, right? Like, um, but there are, so like I said, I was really into high intensity interval training and things like that, boxing, whatever, which you can still do these things. I'm not saying that you can't, but may, I don't know. I'm not sure what she was doing, but maybe if she also added in, you know, some other um, specific movements that would have helped. But lucky for her, I hope that she was able to fix it postpartum because you can, most people can um, repair that app separation postpartum. But so here's what diastasis recti is. So when you think of your ab muscles, like when you see a photo of someone with six pack abs, right? Visible six pack abs, those are, um, muscles on the very front, the visible muscles that we see are called the rectus abdominis. Okay. So in between those muscles, sorry, I'm like showing you, but you can't see in between those muscles right here in the center is um, tissue called the linea alba. And that tissue is made to stretch, right? So as our belly becomes bigger, when we're pregnant, the tissue is made to stretch and it's also made to go back together. Um, the problem is if it stretches too much and we have too much intra-abdominal pressure coming from within, pushing out on that tissue, it might become wider or deeper than we want, right? Which is a lot more challenging to repair. So a way that we can kind of avoid that or try to avoid that from happening is trying to decrease that deep intra-abdominal pressure. Now, what does that mean exactly? So think about when you're laying down on your back, flat on your bed, okay? 
Most of us don't think about it until we're pregnant. But if you go to just sit up in the morning and you just sit straight up, if you put your hand on your belly, there's a lot of pressure on your core when you do that. Okay. So your, your core muscles recruit immediately. Now, if you're pregnant and you do that, that intra-abdominal pressure is pushing up against that little tissue in between our rectus abdominis. And the more pressure we have, the more often, the more frequent, the deeper and wider that gap's going to go. So one way that we tell pregnant women to avoid that is by rolling over on their side and pressing up with their arm to sit up, okay? But if you're doing other things that create that pressure, what we really want to focus on is how to avoid the pressure, how to control it, right? And how do we do that? We learn how to really, really engage those deep core muscles. It's going to, like I said, wrap around like a corset and hold everything together so that when we do have that pressure, it's going to create less of a separation. Oh, the body is amazing. Like I'm it's listening wild. to you talk and I'm just amazed. I'm amazed at first of all, what women are able to do with carrying a child, giving birth to a child. I'm just amazed to me being a human being, what happens when I sit up in the morning and the amount of muscles that need to be engaged and that mind body connection that needs to happen. It's just, it's one of those things where sometimes I, I listen to our guests on the podcast and I'm just like, wow, very grateful for my body. And this is what motivates me to take care of myself and to have these conversations as well. Something else that, you know, sometimes people either have scheduled or have to have because of an emergency situation is a C-section and C-sections come with a whole plethora of other challenges when women go home. I mean, swelling and pain and not being able to to work out as quickly. I mean, what kind of advice do you have there for women who are struggling with something like that? Yeah, so I was one of those women, actually. So I was in labor for about 72 hours. I always say 48. And my husband's like, you're wrong. It was 72. 72 hours? <laughs> you forget so fast. But yes. Um, I had this beautiful plan, as we often do, to have an unmedicated birth and, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, it didn't work out. So I ha- I did have to have an emergency C-section. And so I understand it does come with a totally different, um, totally different sensations and just a different experience when you get home. Like you said, swelling, clearly you do have friends who have had kids because (laughs) the swelling is something I had never heard of until I went through it. And it was so insane. It's because when you're, I think it's because when you're in labor, they're putting so many fluids in your body and then it's just gone so many hours that your body is like swells up like a balloon. I could barely um flex my foot my ankle i could barely walk i was so swollen for a couple days it's crazy but to all the moms out there who experience that it goes down like it will go away (laughs) it's really scary because you don't know when you get home you're like oh my god i can't even move you know on top of all the other things you're going through um but just as far as the c-section goes you know There are things that you can do postpartum to really ensure that that um, incision heals correctly. There are certain massage techniques that you can do. One thing that I always tell my C-section moms to do 
postpartum, obviously not right away, a few weeks in, but you can usually do this before being cleared to go like really exercise, um, just sitting down in a comfortable seated position and saying the word hut loudly. Okay, so if you sit in your seat right now and you go, hut, 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 your core automatically contracts and engages, right? But you're not like up doing an exercise. You're just, it's, it's a type of breath work. And so that does a couple things. It starts to really engage your core and just get things moving a little bit. Um, and then obviously, like I said, self-massage around the scar is super important. And then what you're going to do eventually, <laughs> once you're finally ready to really work out, is a lot of um, exercises laying on your mat, knees bent, slowly extending one leg, feeling that deep core contraction, feeling that pelvic floor contraction, things like this that are that are heavy in mind body connection and really intentional and i promise you like i know it feels really scary to any moms out there who are going through that or even have a planned c-section like i know it feels really scary as far as the recovery goes but you can repair that strength you can repair your core um you know in the baby body we have this is why we have two different we have a six-week postpartum um, rehab, and there are two different tracks, one for C-section, one for vaginal delivery, because it is a little bit different, and you're going at a different pace. Um, but I will say, because I really intentionally focused on specific types of exercises throughout pregnancy and postpartum, my core was has never been stronger than it was postpartum. Wow. It's really wild. Like women's bodies are so incredible, you know? So, yeah. I, I love that you ensure to cater your programming to the different groups of women because those experiences both sound very challenging, but very deep <laughs> as well. I kind of wonder though, like the, as someone like yourself who, you know, health and wellness is a big part of your life. Um, used to love hit workouts and maybe you do at this point as well. And then to have a C-section and then to have a really slow return back to those types of workouts that brought you so much joy. I can imagine that emotionally and also with regards to your mental health, it, it must've taken a little bit of a, of a toll. Yeah. You know, the hardest, the hardest time was probably the first week or 10 days back home. But I will say this, and I and I've seen, I've heard a couple of other like Instagram influencers say the same thing very recently. And I was like, oh my God, I feel the exact same way. Having a baby made me view my body in a completely different way. And I have never felt so strong, so confident. I've never loved my body the way I do now. Um and so everyone has a different experience, right? Some people come home and they do feel that that sadness and that depression. And of course, there's a little bit of that because your life is completely changing. But if we can really try to shift our perspective when it comes to our bodies and try and, and, and move away from what society has told us that we need to feel, right? Which is like, oh, I need to look the way I did before I had my baby, or I need to feel the way I did before I had my baby. It's like, we're, 
we're constantly trying to progress in life. And so why are we, when it comes to women's bodies, always trying to move backwards? It's like, no, you don't need to look the way you did before you had your baby. You can look and feel however you want, right? And that can be way better than before. Like you can, you can, your the way that you exercise might shift a little bit postpartum and that's okay. And it might feel better than it did before. Like, I think just trying to really shift that perspective and, and, and try to move away from what society has told us we need to think is so important right now. Yes, yes, yes. To like moving forward and looking ahead. Uh, what will be like what has been will never be again because it's in the past. And I think that's such a powerful mindset shift as well. Okay. I want to talk about the baby body. We've talked about it a little bit, but for everyone who is very excited about what you're sharing, I know you've alluded to some of the components, but the baby body, I mean, what is it all about? Why should people get hooked up on it? Yeah. So um, the baby, but I created the prenatal portion of the baby body when I was pregnant with my first son, who is now 16 months. Um, So I really wanted to create the foundation of these workout classes while I was experiencing the same things that my other, my mamas are going through. Right. So I created those, those first prenatal classes when I was pregnant. And then once I was cleared to start exercising again, created the postpartum rehab. So it's a six week postpartum rehab. And then we have workouts, postpartum workouts, which I created all throughout my postpartum journey, um, which obviously includes like a lot of pelvic floor and core classes. We have strength, we have cardio and conditioning, we have mat flow, we have recovery. Um, So, so then it moves into just workouts for moms in general. So I get this question a lot, which is like, oh, in three years postpartum, can I do the baby body? Yes. <laughs> These workouts are for moms in general. And honestly, sometimes I have women who have never had kids join the baby body because um, the stuff is is great for everyone, you know. Um, but so I, it was really important for me to create these classes when I was going through it. And like we talked about before we started recording, I'm pregnant again. So now I'm making a lot more (laughs) prenatal based classes. So, um, I feel like I'm still postpartum and prenatal. So I'm like doing a little bit of everything right now. Um, but there are new classes uploaded every week. Right now, we're doing a three-week winter challenge, which is really fun. So it's like, you know, short, quick exercises or workouts that we're doing um, throughout the week for three weeks, just to really take time for ourselves as moms and prioritize our our fitness. So you have a 60-month-old, you're pregnant again, and you run your own digital company. I mean, it's it's so inspiring. And I know, I think females are such badasses. I think moms are such badasses, but you have a lot on your plate. I mean, to anyone out there who is a mom listening to this, who has a side hustle or who's running a business and who feels like they don't have time to take care of their health, their physical health. What's like the number one thing you'd say? Oh my gosh. I feel you girl. Number one, (laughs) I had a complete meltdown with my husband the other day. Cause I'm like, how am I going to do this when the second baby comes? Whatever. But it is. It's a struggle. And women are amazing. Like we are able to really take on so much. But at the same time, I think it's it's so important to remember to prioritize yourself because 
you can't do all of these things if you're not taking care of yourself, right? Um, and and that's why we have on the baby body classes of all different durations. So I have 10-minute classes. I have 40-minute classes. You know, I know realistically as a mom and a business owner that it's so hard to fit things in. I actually had a podcast interview with someone one time and she said to me that she um, did like workout snack breaks throughout the day, which I thought was so smart, like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, you know, and really like got it in throughout her day, which is such a great idea. So just really, yeah, exactly. However you can fit it in for your specific life. I think it's just really important to to stop and take that time for yourself. And just a couple things that I do, like little specifics, is that I have one area on our patio that is like my equipment is there, my mat is there. That's the only thing that happens in that space is exercise. You know what I mean? And it's like I try <laughs> to schedule one time during the day, which is my um, son's nap time where it's like, that's when my workout fits in, get it done. You know, and if, if you can try and implement those things and they work out 75% of the time, you're doing pretty well. You know what I mean? You're, you're doing pretty well. So I think that's great. I think also you said two, like two things that just really stuck out for me. A, you're setting up your environment for success. So if you have a patio and you can have a permanent workout station, awesome. Maybe if you're like, me and you live in Toronto and it's freezing right now. It's like having your workout clothes ready to go by the door. So when you leave for work, it's, you know, you just grab and go. It makes it that much easier. And then the other thing you said is when you're suggesting for movement, it can be a 40 minute workout or it can be a 10 minute workout. Like I think sometimes society puts this weird pressure where like you have to work out for an hour and you have to be super sweaty after. But if that's your thing and you have time for that, amazing. But if all you have time for is a 10 minute walk around the block, or it's like taking the stairs instead of the escalator, like that's amazing. Just like go for a win every single day. And like you said, if it ends up being 75% of the time, that's so incredible. Yeah. I think people really underestimate the power of going for a walk. You know what I mean? Like something very basic and uh, simple like that is very powerful if you're doing it four times a week, five times a week, you know, it really adds up. So, so yeah, doing what you can. Laura, you are one of a kind. Um, Congratulations on all the things. Congratulations on baby number two. Friends, go check out the baby body. We'll have all the links down below and hopefully this is a see you later, not a goodbye. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Chloe. Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.